0: Let's get more now on the devastating earthquakes that have killed thousands of people in Turkey and Syria, the largest of magnitude 7.8. Turkey sits on the Anatolian Plate, which borders two major fault lines. Otago University's Chair of Earthquake Sciences, Mark Sterling, joins me now. Kia ora, Professor. Uh, how would you define this specific type of earthquake?
1: Greetings. Uh, what I would say is that it's a... Kind of classical plate boundary earthquake between two major tectonic plates, uh, much the same as um, earthquakes that have occurred in the past in places like California and, um, you know, recently in New Zealand, such as Kaikoura, sitting at the boundary of the Arabian plate and the Anatolian plate.
0: What about the depth of this quake? What's significant about about the, the the quake's depth?
1: Oh, it's a reasonably shallow. Depth of quake, I can't think of what the numbers were, but it's, it's a crustal, what we'd expect for a crustal earthquake. You know, the brittle part of the crust usually goes down 12 to 15 kilometres depth and, and the earthquake usually will um, nucleate in that sort of depth range. Uh, it's, it's an earthquake that's a strike-slip earthquake, which means that um, one side moves horizontally relative to the other. And um, it's, a, it's a similar quake to what will have happened right through um, Turkey and Syria's long
0: history through geologic time. So perhaps unsurprising it's done so much damage?
1: Yeah, uh, unsurprising in that it's a 7.8 magnitude earthquake, so that's the same sort of size as our 2016 Kaikara earthquake, but it's occurred in an area where there's, there's quite dense population and, um, you know, not um, very um, earthquake-resilient um, construction, such especially on the Syrian side of the border. And Turkey itself has quite variable um, building construction practices. So, um, yeah, a lot of damage and a lot of deaths in that area compared with, you know, the same-sized earthquake happening in Kaikara, which, um, was um, you know a lot of damage, but not, and but no um, casualties.
0: Now, what about this uh, second magnitude seven point five quake? It not technically an aftershock, was it? Mm. No, it was
1: a triggered earthquake on a neighbouring fault system, and uh, sometimes these can be considered as aftershocks. It kind of become comes down to semantics because when you have aftershocks from a large earthquake of this size, very large earthquake, you're disrupting a large area of crust and you will often cause uh, earthquakes on neighbouring faults. We saw that with Canterbury earthquakes. And arguably, I mean, the Kaikoura earthquake was one event, but it was composed of 20 different faults, 20 plus different faults, rupturing, and two sub-events. So there was multiple triggering over a two-minute period of, of vastly different fault systems. So this is the kind of thing that we we expect. Usually your magnitudes for separate events, uh, the largest aftershock is usually about one magnitude unit less, so it's kind of on the, the large side, and so I guess that's where it's safer to call it a, a triggered event. But there's from... From what I saw online, there's been a number
0: of uh, aftershocks since. Mark Sterling, thank you. Unfortunate to be talking about earthquakes again. Uh, Mark Sterling of Otago University.